You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 153. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode. <laughs> God damn it. At thejoyjunkie.com slash 153. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. (laughs) Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Kenneth Bryan. I gotcha. Oh my god. Got you. Yes. I, I've had I've had a really good run. You have. You I've have. had a really good run. You've, you've stayed in character for quite a while. It's <laughs> I, time to break. I didn't break character. I you gotta a, break now and I again. I pulled a Fallon. You totally told, pulled a Jimmy Fallon. I totally did. <clears throat> oh my god. So gosh. welcome everybody. Welcome. On that note. <sighs> my husband. I can't even. I can't <laughs> even sometimes. You guys should see him. So I do my little beginning and I always tell him, okay, quiet quiet in the set <laughs> so i can record my intro and then he just mocks me and, and i can bobble heads and, and... and he's fucking huge so even if it's like out of the corner of my eye there's like this giant in the corner of my eye like bobbling his head back and forth and i'm like trying so hard to keep my composure the giant in the corner of your eye that's right we can't have anyone freak out out there okay we've got to keep our composure we've come too far there's too much to lose we've got to Oh All my right. gosh. Well, we're so excited to have you guys here today. And we're going to talk about something that I think so many people struggle with, which is what it even means to establish a boundary and then how to actually do it. Mm. So this is yes. this is a good... Good sode. This is going to be a good sode. For the pod people. For the pod people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Are we squirrely already? It, when are we not? I know. Squirrely. I know. I can't even... Come on. So, but before we jump into everything, we have we a free shit alert. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. <laughs> I love it. It's new. New so, for everybody. So, we've got a new jingle. Yeah. Everybody. So, what's the free shit? So, oh, well, I'm so glad you asked, Mr. Smith. Since we're all alerted and ready. Now that, now that we actually have media to throw in. So I am doing another one of my famous online workshops. Ooh. And it is completely brand new. I have not taught this before. And it is called Self-Confidence Secrets. Ooh. And it's four reasons you don't speak up, care way too much what other people think, and then what to actually do about it. Mm. So if you've attended any of these online workshops of mine, you know that I, I really do not fuck around. I always create a really elaborate workbook so that you can implement and get this stuff into action. And we're going to cover off a handful of things that I'm guessing might be somewhat of an issue for you. So, you know, how to stop taking responsibility for everyone else's shit, for their happiness, feeling I'd like... I'd like to not take responsibility for my own, too. Is that possible? <laughs> well, maybe you have to show up and see what, see if that even... No, that's not even possible. Oh, no. Okay. No, you need to be responsible okay. adult. Okay. okay, all right. I will. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what we're talking about today. We're going to go a little bit more in depth into how to actually set and enforce boundaries. So if 
what we talk about today really hits home and lands for you, you might want to get your ass to class so that you can learn more about it. Ass to class. And that's an amazing website that you have, by the way, a page for this. Oh. Stunning. Fine. <laughs> I'd like to meet your developer. Are you mark- mocking me? No. Yeah, you're mocking me a little bit. No. A little uh, bit. Not at all. <laughs> I got really excited about it. I, it is. It's I like, amazing. I'm I just, like new templates. I'm totally stuff. just messing I'm with kind you. Of it's a, amazing. I'm a web design nerd like that. I'm kind of are. All right. So if you can see what Mr. Smith is talking about if you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register. And you'll see all of the details. We're going to talk a lot about how to actually speak up for yourself without being an asshole. Some of my favorite tips and tricks. And we're also going to talk about altering your relationship to fear. So instead of being scared of what everyone thinks or what if I don't get this job or what if nobody loves me and scared, 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 we're going to completely alter how you engage with your fear and so that you can actually go after things instead of being paralyzed by it. So if you want in, again, go to my fancy ass page at thejoyjunkie.com slash register and you can pick between two different dates and times depending on what works best for you and your schedule. You will want to not be driving, not doing laundry. Stargazing. Stargazing. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're going to be doing some fear gazing. That's right. That's what you're going to be doing. Wow. (laughs) I swear to God, sometimes, Mr. Smith, I don't even know. But if, uh, if those sound like things that you want to make some shifts in, I highly suggest that you join us. And you will want to print out the workbook that I send you. You'll want to be ready. Otherwise, if you're driving, working out, you're going to be frustrated because there's so much to write down yeah. and commitments. And we engage. It's really fun. It might be something you want to listen to when you're working out and then go back. Oh, no, but it's a workshop, right? It's so a you, workshop. It's live. It's live. Oh, so, you're right. So, yeah, yeah, normally, like, with the podcast, mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. tell me, they're like, I'm pretty sure I burn a hole in that podcast because they, you know. <laughs> Listen to it, yeah. But it's different with the workshop because we're also engaging, which is really cool. So you get to connect with people who are, like, in Canada or Scotland or whatever. Nice. And oh, every, everybody's talking about their biggest triggers around fear or you know and it's just a really great opportunity to learn together nice. so yeah so join us i would love to have you and again you can find that at thejoyjunkie.com slash register so i think you have a little segment too oh is it time for me is, well, it, is it my time it seems like you need a little mic mic time i i yeah i'm feeling a little lonely over here all right all right so we're going to go into a segment called would you rather Another one of our amazing little intros there. Yes, it's yes. high production cost. High to make production that value. Yeah. <laughs> is what you say, Amy. <laughs> All right, what you got? All right. Would you rather okay. rub hobo poo on your face? Wow. And leave it until it dries. Hobo poo. Hobo poo, yes. I just thought that was funny to say. It's not hobo even... po- hobo reminds me of like old pictures of clowns in the circus sad clowns hobos remind me of like that stick with the sack on the back uh-huh. and you're like jumping on trains totally like that's a hobo yeah yeah they're poo <laughs> that person's poo <laughs> that person's poo okay and who knows what they eat right okay. on your face till it dries or like, like a mask get bit by the most poisonous scorpion while walking in the middle of the desert miles away from help oh definitely the poo yeah, but that still sucks. It's still, I mean, it's still really But you wouldn't sucks. die. Well, you might. Dysentery or something. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, I would definitely go for the poo. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, but oh. you got to wait till it dries, which 
But I mean, I mean, like, what would you pick? Being a medic, I might be able to stop that scorpion poison from spreading, depending on where it bit me. You'd be all like MacGyver style. Yeah, I might. I might be able to make it. Oh my god! Like, if there was a chance that I could make it and survive, I might get bit by a scorpion. You well, you are a scorpion. I'm a Scorpio. You big difference. You're like ah, with your own tail. <laughs> no. I do not do that. Yes, you do. Yeah, okay. I Since do. 1997, Since... I've been dealing with that motherfucking tail. <laughs> well, I've been dealing with horns. So, how about that? Well played, sir. Well played. All right. So, let's... Uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ. This show is sometimes... So... I just don't even know. Uh, and we right. never press pause either. It's just like all the way through. You're always like, are you going to leave that in? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, like absolutely. I'm going to leave that in. Okay. All right. So let's, let's get to some meat. Let's talk about what it really means to establish boundaries. Because we we hear that term thrown around quite often. And, you know, it, what does that really, really look like? So, you know, I love step-by-steps and breaking things down. So here's the deal. A boundary is simply a fierce choice and enforcement about what you will no longer tolerate. That's it. Say it again. A boundary is simply a fierce choice and enforcement about what you will no longer tolerate. I like that. Is that like Webster's? No, that's fucking Joy Junkie. Oh, that's Joy Junkie. <laughs> Who show is this? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on. You can't fight the gift, dude. All right. Wow. I know. It's the Joyosaurus. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling sassy today. Yeah, you are. It's because I'm wearing my dino sweatshirt. Yeah, it's a beautiful shirt. Really <laughs> Shut up. Like I, I just saw that on the runway. You, you don't know? have to get my style. Show. You've yeah. never been to a runway. <laughs> Shut up. All right. So that's all that a boundary is. It's basically deciding that you are not going to tolerate something any longer. So sometimes I think, too, when we just throw out this concept, it's like, well, what? I don't know what boundary I need to establish or maybe you know that that you have this issue with your boss or you have this issue with your mom or your kids or something and you're like I need to establish a boundary but you're not exactly sure what it is what it looks like so the way in which to kind of find them like find where you need to give voice to what you're no longer going to tolerate is to look at what do I constantly complain about mm-hmm okay because it's it, it could complain to other people yourself like uh, what kind of complaint well that's a great it, that's a really great question because a lot of times if you are a constant complainer everybody hears it in except your life for the person except for the person who needs to hear it right. so i've said to my clients or my students tons of times like if what you just told me would be a surprise to whoever it is you're complaining about mm-hmm then that's on you okay. because you and haven't that's... even given them the opportunity to be what you need. Now, they may, you may be brutally rebuffed. I don't know. But you've not even given voice to it. Right. You've not even broached the topic. All right. Sorry. Side side note. Go ahead. But no, I mean, that's, that's really true. It's looking at, because it's so easy for us to complain, complain, complain. I mean, I had a friend of mine who was doing that, complaining about another friend of ours. And I was like, have you told her any of this? And she's like, no, because I know what she's going to do. And da, da, da. and I'm like, well, then you might want to shut the fuck up because if you're not willing <laughs> to take action on it, then it's probably not worth complaining about. Because right. all you're doing is venting out negative energy and you're telling me who can't do a damn thing about it. Right. So you either 
be scared and do it anyway and have the tough conversation or you resign to victimhood. You resign that your plight in life is just to deal with this person's shit. Yeah. Right? Or you choose survivor and you establish a boundary. So I don't, I really want to underline that I don't think for one second that this is easy. Like our, in our society, pretty much everything that we've been instilled with tells us not to, right? It's like, don't rock the boat. Don't let someone down. Don't offend that person. Don't offend. Don't cry. Don't be emotional. Like we have all these weird things about voicing what we really need. So then we inevitably start telling our best friends, our sisters, our coaches, our spouses, and they hear the brunt of our complaints. Right. Instead of the person who actually has the power to rectify it. Right? Right. And so I think there's also this understanding that, of course, that's natural. Like when we are upset or pissed or we feel wronged by somebody, our natural inclination is to vocalize it. We just vocalize it to the wrong person. So I bring this up because you're extremely normal if you do this. And I'm guessing if you listen to this podcast, you want to reclaim your power instead of give it all away. Mm -hmm. So now if you can pinpoint these things like, shit, I complain all the time about my boss or I complain all the time about my husband. All right. Okay. Now you know that. That's your indicator. Uh, Yeah. Right. That's like the the gateway. That's the entry point to Mm -hmm. go, okay, I probably need to give voice to this. Right. And again, we're going to dig into this hugely in the workshop. So I, again, highly advocate you coming and joining us if these are the types of things that you need more skills and help with. Right. This is all surface scratch we're doing in the podcast. Right. right. Which is mm-hmm. so, it's so interesting. It goes like podcast, <laughs> I give a ton, the, and then it goes deeper into my free workshops, and then it goes deeper into my work. And then depending on what sort of work that you do with me one-on-one, it's like the depths. Right. right. So it's pretty intense. Get down to the bottom of the ocean. But yeah, and the the <clears throat> link to the workshop will also be in the show notes as well. So if you have, you know, this particular issue that you have a grievance about or whatever, ask yourself, has everyone heard about this <laughs> except the right person? And that will give you sort of some indication of what you might need to give voice to. So let's talk about actually setting a boundary and how do you identify the parameters therein. So the first thing, you know I love a good step-by-step. The first thing that you need to do is get really, really clear about what you are asking. Because one of the thing, and what I mean by that is being very specific and very quantifiable. Mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. in, if this person does not respect the boundary, it's very clear. It's the same reason why I say don't set goals like, I'm going to get healthy this year. Right. It's well, too vague. How do you, or I I'm want gonna, more romance. I want more romance. Oh, okay. Well, what? Okay. How do take you, the trash out. What the fuck? What? I mean, is that right. romantic? Like, yeah. what is it to you, right? So you need to be very, very specific about what you are requesting. Because a lot of times, you know, if you're if you're meek, you're pissed, uh, and you complain to other people, and then you never bring it up. You just yeah. hide it. It's dormant. If you're outspoken. And then it just swells and swells and swells. And, and it will come out some way, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're outspoken... Typically what you do is you complain or you bring the topic up and you just like word vomit it out 
expecting that to be some sort of boundary, but it's saying something like, I just, I need you to not pester me as much, you know, or I, you know, and you say something that's still really vague. And also biting. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So again, we've talked about this in the past, but if you really, really want to be heard, you need to set yourself up for success. You need to deliver that information in such a way that you are likely to be heard. So if you're not telling them, first of all, or if you're telling them in a really acerbic, biting tone, both of those are not really setting yourself up to get your needs met. Now, of course, we can't enforce the boundary, or I'm sorry, we can't be sure that they honor the boundary, that they adhere to it, that, that they agree. We can't do any of that, but we can make sure that your side of the road is clean, that you feel good about how you delivered it, all of that. Sure. So the first piece is deciding what exactly you're asking. Because sometimes we think, okay, well, I just have to tell my husband that I need more romance. And you get all worked up and you do that. And then you, uh, it's like stalemate because there's nothing else to do. Like he doesn't really know what that looks like. You don't really know how to enforce it. And so then you should ju- just know. <laughs> Which, <laughs> unless he is a mind reader. Most of the time, you need to use your words yes. to that person, not to everybody else. So I would love for you to go back through episode 129, mm. because 129 talks a lot about how to gear up for really challenging conversations and what Perfect. you need to do. Like, how do you get your head straight? How do you decide exactly what you are asking? And that's what you're going to be writing your book about. That's true. Or yeah. what you are writing your book about. Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. There's going to be tons of like scripts and how to actually approach really challenging conversations. Yeah. So 129 gives you a little snippet about that because when you go into a conversation that's challenging, like saying, uh, like if I were to say something really quantifiable, it would be, you know, um, I, w- I really need you to give me 60 minutes every time I come home from work, I need a full hour of alone time. You know, like that is the boundary. And that is extremely explicit. It's 60 minutes. It's clear. You know if it's being breached or not. Right. Right? So you look like that? Well, I'm just thinking like most people, especially people that have children. Yeah. That is, that's an astronomical ask. <clears throat> yeah. Give, give me an hour alone is oh, like well, well, oh, twenty sure. minutes or whatever. Right, like, right, you right. get to decide. You're just the, saying the example. I uh, just an okay. example. Yeah, but you get to decide the parameters of your boundary. But you need to know very specifically what are you asking for. Like if you're saying more romance, does that mean I like sexually pursue me? But I'm also I saying to, you have to be reasonable about your about your ask. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And it also depends on the nature of the relationship. Like if it's <clears> a <throat> husband and wife, that tends to be much more of a collaboration. Right. You know, you need to kind of discuss what you are and are not going to accept within and to honor both parties. Right. It's a little bit different if you're establishing a boundary with a sibling who is always asking for money or something like that or a parent who's always trying to get your kid to be baptized and you're like, that is not something that we want for our child. You know what I mean? Sure. So that's what you would be really clear about. I do not want, you know, let's say your parent is coming to visit and they always want to nag you about the kid being baptized and it's not something that you want to do. And up until now, you've kind of just laughed it off right? and haven't really addressed it. And now you need to actually give voice to it and say, hey, 
I know that this is really something that's important to you. I need you to respect that it's not important to my husband and I, and it's not something that we want to do with our children. I am requesting that you do not bring up anything about baptism. If you do, I will need to hang up the phone, leave the room, you know, what are the consequences, you know? And you don't necessarily have to even say consequences if the other person's like, sure, I'm sorry. Because a lot of times they just had no fucking clue. Right. That that was <laughs> exactly. a boundary. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, you know, I am, you know, if a husband talks to his wife and says, you know, I'm not making dinner for your boyfriend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got jokes, huh, Mr. Uh, Smith? Mr. Oh, Smith. you see I, see how I slid that one in there? You're just trying to lighten it up. Lighten a little. That's, what, that's part of my job. Oh, my God. Anyway. But, but no, I, I see your point in that, you know, it, it's important for you to deliver it clearly and in a way that doesn't feel like it's always an ultimatum. That's exactly right. Right? <clears throat> well, and there's a great way to kind of decipher that. So an ultimatum is, is really around, like, the final straw. I don't think an ultimatum is really called for unless you have delivered your boundary over and over again with kindness and grace, totally quantifiable and specific, and it has been not respected over and over. Right. And they, you've really kind of been left with no choice except an ultimatum. So again, th delivering a boundary, I mean, this is the second step, is to actually deliver it, to actually tell that person and this is what you were talking about just a second ago is doing it with grace and kindness right yeah like how you say it so instead of saying i need you to or you need to do this or mm -hmm. i'm no longer going to tolerate this that's not what i'm saying at all i'm saying that you get really clear and again a lot of the steps that i cover in 129 help you prepare and like gear up to go into that conversation in a very kind way so like that example that i just gave you could very easily say um hey mom you know i know you're coming to visit we're so excited to see you you know and the kids are so excited to see you and I realized, you know, I always tell people, like, blame it on the podcast, blame it on me, blame it on whoever you've learned it from, and say something like, you know, I've been listening to this personal development podcast, or I've been doing some work on myself, and I've realized that there's some things that kind of get to me that I have never shared with you, and so it's totally unfair that I've gotten pissed at you, and you have no idea. So I just want to let you know, I so respect your spirituality and how you view baptism. Um, it's not something that myself and Mr. Smith share, you know. See, it's very respectful the way you're approaching it's it. It's very kind. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, it's vulnerable. It's, I respect you. I love you. And here's my request. I know that this is really important to you, but I hope you can respect that this is equally as important to us. Right. And we have made the choice that we do not want to baptize the kids. And we're, we're actually approaching spirituality and faith very, very differently. And we ask that you respect that. So specifically, um, I'd really, really appreciate it if you did not bring up anything about baptism during your visit. That's it. Right. You're done. You know? I How mean, can you say no to that? Like, you know, I mean, you can have your beliefs. Uh, this example aside. Sure. <clears throat> you can have your beliefs. 
but you have to respect others as well. Right. Yeah. Right. If it's if it's a boss, you know. Um, and granted, you guys, like this took me many years to be able to articulate this, and I teach this. Right. So I, I'm like, give me a scenario, and I help people with it all the time. So it's really just about saying exactly what you mean, exactly what you need, and saying it kindly. That's it. Uh, so let's say it's a boss who uh, always is just like, you know, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. <laughs> um, I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. So if you could be here around... Nine. That would be great. Okay. You know? Yeah. Or that they always kind of assume that you'll work late or whatever. Now, in a boss situation, it's a little different because they could say, well, then you're fired. But at least you could establish where you're coming from. Because if you bitch and complain about it and do nothing about it, that's on you, right? So even going into your boss and saying like, hey – I know we haven't really formally discussed working overtime. Um, would it be possible for us to have a conversation about that? Respecting their time, if they're booked, they might not be able to discuss it right away. Sure. And then genuinely saying like, hey, it was my understanding when we started, I started this job or this position or this project that I wouldn't be working past this time. And I realized... I've made it look super easy. I've made it look like it's no big deal. Every time you've asked, I've said sure. But I just want to express the challenge that it's presented for my time, getting home to my kids. I've noticed a pretty big impact. And I I really wanted to share that with you. So it takes vulnerability, you guys. Like It takes being like honest about what's happening for you. But the interesting part of that is even though you're being vulnerable, it's it's a much – there's a much – better percentage of you getting what you need that's exactly right (laughs) you know so it's like that's the irony well and the other thing too is emotions will naturally attract like emotions so for instance i can't do all this overtime Right. What do you think that's going to get you, right? Like, it will. Your boss will naturally get combative. You're like, whoa! Either start getting defensive or be combative back. That's right. Yeah. And you know that's why I I always use that example of like when somebody honks their horn at you like really aggressively when you're driving, your instinct is to be like, what? What the fuck, you motherfucker? Like your instinct is to reciprocate that same emotion. Mm-hmm. So you're so you're. I mean, so that's just start like biologically how we're programmed, right? That's right. the whole fight, flight. Or freeze. Mm-hmm. So a similar situation, if you go into a conversation and you come at it from an energy place of vulnerability, from an emotional place of vulnerability, you are way more likely to get met with vulnerability. Yeah. Versus if you go in really assertive, really stark, really cold, you're highly likely to be met with that just by science alone. Exactly. So that's a way in which not only can you flex your relationship to vulnerability, but you can also set yourself up to get what you want way more likely than if you didn't embody vulnerability. Absolutely, yeah. So the third piece of this puzzle is to decide on a plan of action to enforce the boundary, like what you are willing to do or not willing to do. If your boundary isn't met. If your boundary isn't met. Now, that may or may not need to be delivered, like I said. Like 
for instance, the conversation about baptism. You might not need to say in that moment, if you don't abide by it, I'm going to need you to leave the house, go home early. I'm going to have to get off the phone. I'm going to not allow you to watch the children. Like, you don't necessarily have to state the consequence until later, until it's really clear that somebody's not respecting respecting your boundary. Mm -hmm. But I think it gives, it, it, it's like at least give them the opportunity to be what you need. Right. Like, give mom benefit of the doubt that you've kept your happy ass shut your mouth shut this whole time and she may have no idea how that lands for her for you every time you bring up baptism yeah so at least start off by telling her how you feel and then if they're like a serial offender <laughs> then you might mm -hmm. want to drop the ultimatum card that would include mm -hmm. the consequence or the enforcement i just looked up ultimatum it means come to an end yeah right hopefully it's an end that you want Right. <laughs> right. Well, I like the word caveat better because caveat is a warning. It is simply just a warning, you know, like, hey, I'm going to give you your first warning. I'm going to give you your first caveat. That feels better to me than be like ultimatum time. It's just right. semantics. It really is just semantics. Well, but... It's just French and Latin. <laughs> but it's a caveat. Caveat. <laughs> but I don't even know. But that that way you don't have to go in with all your armor you know you go in with just the intent to deliver and then this step three piece is for you is to know what am i willing to do or not willing to do if this person doesn't receive this well if they are a repeat offender if they continue to step all over me even though i bring it up again and again yeah. that that really is for you to decide because here's what also happens um, we see this in, like, I'll give you an example. When I was growing up, my parents would always threaten us with certain disciplinary action. So they would tell us, like, if you don't clean your room, you're not going to youth group. Or, you know, I was really, really involved with a lot of different church things that had fun. Like, we would go skating or we would go to camp or we would have all these really fun youth group activities. Yeah. And so my parents <clears throat> would say, you're not going to go if you don't do X, Y, or Z. Well, I knew that those were total idle threats because I knew they were never willing to back it up. Right. So I just never respected the boundary to begin with. I knew if I didn't want to clean my room or if I didn't want to do whatever it was that was outlined, I simply just wasn't going to do it Right. because they weren't going to enforce it. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you get the balls up to deliver it and you have no intent of enforcing it. That's great. Yeah, that's that's the key right there. That is totally the key. So you don't necessarily have to, like in that situation, obviously my mom was like, you don't do it, you're not going to go, right? She already told me the consequence. Right. So you might have a situation like, let's go back to this whole baptism thing. You might not even deliver the consequence and then she brings it up again and that's when you say, mom, seriously, the next time you bring up the baptism, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the room to go home early you know what i mean it's it's absolutely unacceptable in our household you know and so then you might have your you deliver the consequence the next time you have you to have follow to through enforce. or else you're a big fucking liar and you're the boy who cried wolf and you teach people how to treat you by what you tolerate so true it's not just what you say it's what you allow mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's what you tolerate <clears throat> that's true so you know, and that's that's the same thing, like, 
you know, I mean, it, on an extreme end, uh, people who deal with abuse and their partner comes back saying, I'm never going to do it again. I'm never going to do it again. And you're like, if you do it again, I'm out. And then every time they apologize, you stay. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and then they learn. Okay. They're like, whatever. I can, I do can what I beat want. her to shit. Whatever. I do what I want. And then just apologize. <laughs> and she'll allow my poor behavior. You know, I mean, that's what we see in the cycles of abuse. I mean, it's it's egregious, but it's an example yeah. of not following through on what you say you're going to do or yeah. what you are not, are not going to tolerate. And granted, there, that's extreme and there's a lot of other elements there. And I don't mean to say all you need is boundaries. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, no, but that's the foundation. I'm just saying. The boundaries are the foundations. We get in this habit where we think we could just give voice to something like, whoo, I did the hard part. Oh my God, I told my mom what's up. <gasps> no, it's not Sometimes it's just the mental focus of like, I'm ready to fight for this boundary if I need to. Right, right. You know? Well, if you aren't, then why set the boundary? That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So I think that that's everything that I had for this. Anything that came up for you as I'm talking about this? No. No, I think I voiced any questions I thought. I love watching your your mind kind of turn and like I can see your wheels turn. So if you, you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I need more, I need more, I need more. Come join the workshop on self-confidence secrets and you can get your free registration with your workbook and everything at thejoyjunkie.com slash register. And there's a bunch of freebies all over the site if you, you know, are cruising over there and you can also let us know. If you have a podcast topic you'd like for us to cover off, right. there's a, a spot there on the site as well. And we'll do it in Latin or French. Did you know I took Latin in seventh grade? Did you? Yeah, we, we all had to have Latin names. And oh. mine was Sempronia. Sempronia. And we, Sempronia. And our... The, the, <laughs> so during class, this is so funny. Um, my teacher was Mrs. Greenfield. And she made all of us go by our latin name in class so i fell asleep in the middle of class one time and so i'm falling asleep and she's yelling sempronia 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 but i didn't wake up because i wasn't even like, not like, I'm name, like yeah. just fucking call me amy and i'll probably wake up <laughs> oh funny. my god on that note we will see you guys around these parts next week so here is to loving and living your most badass life mr and mrs smith out.